0: What's up everyone welcome to the dylan sawyer show episode four today we have on very special guest my man pete how you doing bro
1: good good thanks for having me Sawyer. i appreciate you you know the invite and looking forward to chopping it up a little bit
0: yeah for sure bro so tell me about your story how you got introduced to amazon and all that
1: yeah so um i have been flipping for a while um i think i opened my amazon account in like 2018. But wow. it was just like doing like random stuff. Wasn't really, um, like totally, uh, committed to it was a little scared off by this, like the premise. It's a little bit more intimidating than eBay. So, um, you know, I, I opened it, sold a couple items, didn't really come back to it. Cause, um, you know, just had more success with eBay. It was easier. Yeah. Um,
0: How, How'd you find and... out about Amazon?
1: That's a good question. Um, I'm thinking back, it was so long ago. I'm not yeah. totally sure to be honest, um, oh, wow. but I just kind of opened the account and sold some like dog bowls on it that I RA'd <laughs> from the container store yeah. and um, definitely used the uh, sister-in-law's um, employee discount on that. And they sold pretty quick, but um, I was just was like just kind of intimidated by it. So stuck with eBay, yeah. I did some like sports cards flipping. I did the chlorine pools, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, and then I, I eventually got into like a Bolo group and then uh, met somebody that was like doing Amazon at more of a scale and was introduced to the ideas of like prep centers, you know, tax advantage states, that sort of thing. And was like, this is a lot better than fulfilling everything myself.
0: Yeah. So that's when I was <laughs>
1: like, let's, let's, let's start to run this up a little bit.
0: That's awesome, man. So let, let's dive into prep centers a little bit. So yep. you use mostly prep centers, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm from Wisconsin, so we have sales tax. So the majority of my items are, you know, going through prep centers. Um, and, you know, not only has that been just a huge, like, headache relief in terms of the fulfillment and, like, not prepping, but then um, it also just gives me, like, more time, like, with my relationships as well. Like, um, you know, my wife isn't upset with me because there's a billion boxes around that house <laughs> yeah. and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's been a huge, huge game changer for me.
0: That's awesome, so what made you go with the prep center that you went for?
1: Um, <laughs> this might have been a planted question <laughs> um, so we I was making fun of some of the homies for not having um a prep center and then um the current prep center I'm at with Danny um one of the guys that like works closely with him reached out, and like we just got to know each other, formed a relationship, and um you know there's so many advantages to working with Danny, you know, just really good communication. Um, you know, he, the geographic advantage, um, yeah. just being on the East coast is huge. Um, not prepping like my, when I was prepping myself, a lot of my stuff would go like all the way across the country. So it would go to like Louisiana or Texas. And so rather than hitting that like 30 cents a pound threshold, we'd be a lot higher than that. Um, and then, you know, he, he uses like 2d, barcodes and stuff. So it's so much faster. So, you know, um, being with somebody that really understands the business, understands OA um, is huge because he understands all of the problems that we run into and is like willing to work um, with us to make sure that like we're making a very complex and like logistic heavy business model work in a simple way, which is is really nice. Not all prep centers do that.
0: Yeah. Are you doing all OA? Are you sprinkling in some RA, wholesale, Mm -hmm. any of that?
1: That's a good question. Um, so some of the, like the group that I'm in, we're, we're starting to dabble a little bit in wholesale. Like we're re- doing our initial reach outs. We're getting, um, we're putting in those reps. Um, and then recently I've done a little bit of RA cause there've been some good opportunities. Um, but I would say that's pretty few and far between. Um, and I would, and I would also say that, uh, the main driver for me doing RA is seeing people around me do it and then yeah. not wanting to miss that, miss out on that. So, yeah. um, you know, I used to say, well, you know, the outlets are 45 minutes away. I don't want to do that. But I, I've found myself there a few times in yeah. the last couple of weeks. So
0: outlets are just hard to avoid. It's so fun to just go in there, clear out yeah. 60 pairs and walk out yep. feeling like a boss. <laughs>
1: yep. 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 And I, and it's it's cool because like, I'm not very good at RA right now. I, I haven't like done it. It's like the scale that I, you see some of the people on Twitter do it. Um, But getting better, learning things all the time and um. Yeah, I mean it's it's a completely different skill set.
0: Yeah, that you just it, need to it really prepare for. is. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I respect the people that, that grind that a lot.
0: For sure. So currently do you have a nine to five still or are you working remote?
1: Yeah, so I work uh work a nine to five, um, mostly remote. I would say like ninety percent of the time I'm remote, and then I'll hop into the office every so often. Um and yeah, I mean that that's that's huge. it, it would be more difficult if I wasn't remote. Um yeah. to balance everything that we're doing. Cause you've got the Toro business, we're doing, um, Amazon and then, uh, the nine to five as well.
0: So what are some ways that you balance business and the nine to five?
1: Yeah. Um, so honestly a big game changer for me was reading the four hour work week and like under, and then taking like the lessons that I've learned through the Amazon business and applying them to my nine to five. So, um, you, you start, when you when you run a business, you kind of start to like understand and like look for waste. And so I avoid that like the plague. um Like if there is, you know, if there are things that we do at the nine to five that I don't like think are productive or like a good ROI on time, I'll look to change those and use the influence that I have over like being at the company for a really long time to kind of change the culture and like look to like be more efficient with our time, making sure that we're like doing as much like as many things as we can with as little time as we like need to put into it to deliver a lot of value. Um, and so that, that's been one thing, um, you know, having a strong network is really important too. So like, uh, that, that makes like all the things that we do, um, you know, between Amazon, social media, everything a lot easier, um, -hmm. working with in, in groups. And then, you know i mean we're up a lot we're up late at night i mean it's not as if yeah. we're getting we're not getting the full eight all all the time but <laughs> yeah. um yeah i mean th- those are kind of like the the things that i've done over the last uh you know five to six months to like be able to balance everything yeah
0: oh
1: and awesome. then and then um jamie deserves a shout out because she pulls out a ton of weight um <laughs> we're like around the house like seeing if she can help me at any opportunity um i mean she i mean it, i'd be lost if it weren't for her so that's um, awesome that yeah she's, so she's supportive. huge yeah, yeah no that's she's my world so yeah
0: so talk to me some about how talking with other sellers and networking has grown your business because that's how i met you through mutual friends we met at yesterday yeah. so, so tell me how that's improved your business
1: oh gosh um i was thinking about this before the uh before we hopped on um it just, it develops your awareness of things. I think that people leave so much money on the table by simply not being aware of how to structure their business properly or how to take advantage of opportunities that somebody else might be aware of. Um, a great example of that is the prep center. Like if you're aware that that infrastructure is in place to avoid paying sales tax and to offload all of that work, you're going to have problems scaling. Yeah. So like, th- like just everybody is able to collect their own individual experiences and share those. And so that's been, it's been so important to everything that I do. Like, um, cat, you know, he's got a friend that has an accountant. That's my accountant. Like <laughs> I don't have to really look for it. Everything kind of comes to me at this point because of, you know, just trying to offer value to people in whatever way that I can. And then they offer value in return um, yeah. And that saves a lot of time.
0: You've done a really great job of that. You've blown up on Twitter. Like, wh- wh- What were you at when you started this year? How many followers on Twitter? Like five. Wow. Well, so...
1: Like I didn't, I'd never used Twitter before this year. Okay. Um, Yeah, go I mean, ahead.
0: You're coming up on 2,500 now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, it's, that's super, that's another, like, I'll get into that. But um, yeah, I mean, I kind of stumbled upon Buy Box Bandits. Miles was talking about like, hey, you should exist. I didn't, <laughs> it. um, and then, you know, you meet people along the way that are in similar like positions as you. And like a great example, like the, the account seen some growth recently, um, would be like, I, I met Deke and we were like kind of brainstorming about like, what is it that's like holding our growth back on the social media side? And so we just were exchanging ideas and looking at how to grow those accounts and like, uh, you know, offer people value in exchange for really nothing. I mean, like everything we do is like free. Um, so learning that has been, been really helpful and like, you know, just like masterminding with Deke on that has been huge.
0: I definitely agree with that. The more value you're putting out there, the more people are going to give back to you. Your social media following is going to grow. It's pretty crazy. So before when I was doing like sneakers, I was pretty quiet on Twitter. Like I would just post occasionally, post my sales or whatever. Since starting like daily threads, informative posts, my following has grown by like 30% in two months. And I've had that account. I've been posting for like four years now. And the the recent growth has been crazy. And your growth is crazy. Zero to 2,500 in less than a year. Pretty wild.
1: Yeah. I mean, it. it, it it's, it's cool. Um, but it's, it's so interesting to look at the different communities within Twitter, like Amazon's very like um, inclined to share and like support. Whereas yeah. I think that the sneaker community is a little bit more reserved and that's prob- with that. probably with good reason. Yeah. Um, and so finding where you fit in is important and and both, both work. Um, I'm sure that the sneaker community is doing more kind of behind the scenes, like, you know, in very small pockets. Um, whereas Amazon's kind of just out there because there's so much opportunity, um, that it serves everybody to kind of share their, their learnings and it's a complex system. So.
0: Yeah. Amazon's just a much better platform in general, like the sneaker community compared to what it was like three, four years ago, it's like 20% of what it used to be. It used to be crazy. Like lots of people posting crazy flex pics. It's really died down, which is sad to see, but it's cool to see a lot of people from that sneaker community transition into Amazon, which is how I did as well. I was with a few friends that were doing sneakers. They're like, let's split this Nike Ungate package, $7,500. We paid like 1500 each, and they're like, buy 10 socks on East Bay. And we're like, all right, that's all we paid for <laughs>
1: i think there's a lesson there in that like yeah. some of the most like you could call it like frivolous money that you've like you feel like it's frivolous at the time can unlock so much potential yeah. like whether it's a coaching program or it's the the ungate package like it may seem like a lot of money but the like the other side of that like coin there's so much upside
0: yeah the roi on that was like the best i've ever spent like yeah. there's that was the best decision I've made. And I I got into it at a great time too. I already had a good amount of experience before a lot of people kind of hopped on the wave. Like I I was going hard, like early 2021 and Mm -hmm. started with pools, experimented with a lot of different things. But again, having that network of sellers, I would have never been introduced to Amazon if I wasn't talking to sneaker people, talking to entrepreneurs who just are coming up with ideas every day.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's, that's what's so beautiful about it is that, you know, Amazon is something that I see myself doing for a while. Me too. But like, we're also like with the the groups of people that we meet, like there are going to be other opportunities, and you're gonna have a group of people you can navigate those opportunities with. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um. So it's super exciting to just be around people that are pushing that needle and that are excited to learn new things. Like that. That is. It. it it's like my my life satisfaction has gone way up since being around people that yeah. are pushing, pushing the needle, trying new things, being willing to fail. Like it's, it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So what are your three to five year goals? Do you, do you see yourself leaving the nine to five in the next couple of years?
1: So it's funny. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Um, when I started, I thought that I would leave the nine to five when I was like at 5k profit. <laughs> because like 5k profit when you're starting feels really difficult. Yeah. Um. But I don't really have like a um a plan to leave at the moment mm-hmm. um, because what I've recently done is like kind of crafted um, or I've learned skills through like social media, helping people, like helping random people on social media that I then apply to like my nine to five. And I actually kind of enjoy that. Um, so seeing the opportunities where there's waste and like I think um, like thought gaps like, like our limiting beliefs, like helping people alleviate a limiting, limiting belief is really enjoyable to me. So, yeah. um, at the moment I don't have a, a plan to leave the nine to five.
0: That's good, man. Cause it's yeah. good to have two separate streams of income. So you're not hundred percent reliant on just Amazon. And yeah. if you can balance both of those, why not do it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, I mean, at some point I've always said that I would do real estate in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at some point, the guys and I will probably get into it like in some way. Um, Like when I was kind of doing the, um, like in August, I saw some pretty good growth and then like, I got some shiny object syndrome and like started like put an offer in on a rental property. Um, (laughs) But then was like, I'll do this at some point. I need to just kind of really double down on Amazon for now and continue to see where it goes. uh, Cause the opportunity is just so, you know, immense.
0: Yeah, it really is. Especially going into Q4 now, it's going to get crazy. So what are yeah. some ways that you're preparing for Q4?
1: Yeah, Um. so definitely have secured some like additional funds. Um, You know, we, we applied for a credit card on like a phone call a few months <laughs> back. You, you have me do that. So we've got yep. a few credit lines <laughs> available. Um, right now, honestly, I'm clearing out a lot of like the stuff that I bought when I was new. Um, to just make sure that there's space. Yeah, um, yeah, making sure that I have the capacity uh, for the amount of volume that I'd like to do. Um, yeah, and then just making sure that all of those credit lines are free um, going into the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then buying heavier on good opportunities now. Yeah. So th- those would be the kind of the things that I'm doing currently. Um, I'm planning to go out to PA for um for december to avoid some sales tax and then hang out with some of the guys but um yeah i mean that'll be that'll be a wild time just hanging with the guys doing fbm um so those are some of the things that i'm planning to do Mm -hmm. and and luckily uh you know jamie's been super supportive in that way I don't no, think nothing the,
0: beats the fbm grind bro like that my no. first couple of years do that it's so fun <laughs> like, it's, fun. it's yeah. fun
1: it really is like um and i didn't do it as heavily as the guys when we were starting
0: yeah
1: um but now I, i'm getting into it I, I enjoy the flexibility of it the quick return on capital um yeah. and it's not a ton of it's really not a ton of work like if yeah. you have a poly bag and similar skews like i'll, I'll keep doing it for a bit
0: yeah so, what credit cards are you using now? Which ones are you liking the most?
1: Yeah, um I still hammer the Plum. Like yeah. that's the go-to. Um I'll spice in the Amex Gold occasionally and then um the what is it? The Blue Cash. I think that is the Amex. Almost everything's Amex. Amex.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and like I don't really care about the rewards on it too much at this stage in the game.
0: Yeah.
1: Um because I mean you you've posted a lot about the top cashback gift cards. Mm -hmm. And so I hammer those quite a bit when there's an opportunity to, um, but yeah, those are, those are kind of where I, I live.
0: Yeah. Can't go wrong with the plum plum is just consistently probably the best.
1: Yeah. Anything that'll give you flexibility, especially when you're starting out new, like Mm -hmm. if you make a mistake on the plum, you've got time. Yeah. So, I mean, that's huge. Like you, you have time to sort it out, even if you have to break even or lose a little bit of money, like you've got that, that infrastructure in place to give yourself the time to, to sort out whatever you've done. So uh, that's been huge.
0: For sure. You brought up uh gift cards earlier. What are some ways you separate yourself from the competition when doing OA?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, so gift cards are absolutely one. Yep. Um. I'm trying to think about the other, the opportunities, I mean, networking, being aware of good opportunities, that's always huge. Um, I mean, those are the two main like hammers that I use. being aware of good opportunities. And then, um, you know, going into sites, like spending the time on a site that someone will write off and just finding a way to get the orders through is like, if if some, like some people, um, will just give up. I mean, there was a site that we were working on for a couple, maybe a week or two that like nobody could figure out. And then we figured it out, like working with the group, collectively everybody putting in an hour to try and figure it out like that it's it's undefeated like you that that separates you right there
0: it really does just having that network to talk over ideas try things because everyone's going to try something a little bit different then when that person finds something that works then boom everyone's eating
1: right right like it's like it's it's basically you're changing it from i get one at bat to i get nine like you got the full lineup like everybody's taking a, a crack at it and then so you have nine different ideas as to how to solve the problem rather than one so everything compounds when you have that network
0: yeah so i know you did well during back to school season how did you prepare for that and what what made you do really well
1: yeah um so i was so one thing i did wrong is i bought too early on some of the stuff um thinking that i would need all that um but i think fba inventory you know probably a month prior or like, you know, two weeks, two to three weeks to a month prior was helpful. Um, So then I could hold high on some of the FBA, you know, items and then, um, following the market FBM. Um, So not only does that give you real time feedback as to where the prices are on all the SKUs, but uh, you can just replen constantly when you're FBMing. So that's kind of the approach that I took and we'll, we'll follow a similar blueprint for, for December.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I made the same mistake as well with the backpack. Some of them I bought like a month and a half early and yep. sent in, and it was just yeah. kind of sitting for like two months. Yeah. But it is what well, it is. Still making it. And
1: looking back, I think that people really overlook the FBM opportunity because in some of these categories, you're going to pay a lot in fees yeah. on some of these items that are light, but they're, they're big. big. Yeah. So it's like, why would I FBA that when I can FBM it and make Twice as much money. A
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting that quick turnaround. I I had that with uh, decorations. I bought a bunch. They were like huge oversized, but they're only like 10, 15 pounds each. And what happened was I sent it all into FBA. I could have made way more doing FBM. And what happened was the website I bought it from is their brand. And they put it like 40% off as soon as I sent it into Amazon. Yep. So I had to do a removal order on some of them, which cost me a shit ton. I don't even want to yep. look at how much it was <laughs> and got burned right there. But yep. I, I, now I know in the future, just don't buy large light items for FBA. It's just the fees are too much. People are going to make more money and sell it for cheaper doing FBM.
1: Yep. But I also think you brought up a good point where it's like, if you're if you're eating it on something... You, can't, you want to be aware of the overall, like, the high, larger, like, picture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, you don't want to get stuck in the weeds. I see a lot of yeah. people that have one bad experience and then they're turned off to the whole idea, say it's a scam, what have you. But, like, being aware that it happened, why you made the mistake in moving forward, I, I've seen a bunch of people mention that. Like, mm-hmm. some, like people get real caught up in returns. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, they suck. But you can't, you, 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 Identify the item, you understand why it's getting returned heavily, and then you implement a, you a next iteration of thought and learnings like into the next buy. Yeah. So you kind of have if, to... Go ahead. Even
0: if your return rate is really high, if you're buying good inventory, it's still going to be profitable in the long term. Like I, I yep. know more than any... I, I had 1,200 pairs of shoes at my house that were all returns, all unfulfillables, mm-hmm. and I, I got rid of all of them, and I still made a great amount of money off of shoes.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean we I mean there were a couple opportunities recently that we peer pressured you into getting back into the shoe <laughs> yeah. game. I mean that, from, that was, those were licks. Like that, yeah. those are crazy. Um but if you buffer it out, you can make money. Like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of um you know fear fear mongering or whatever on Twitter. It's yeah. just not true. Just look at the data. Like if you get the data You'll 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 kind of see what you have to do to make it profitable.
0: Exactly, like if you're doubling your money, it's a no-brainer. Like, yeah. why not go right. for it?
1: Right, right. And then you got some gifts for the family because <laughs> yeah. they're gonna come back.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> I've sold so many unfulfillables to friends and family. It's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. just had them come by the warehouse. One one uh one of my friends' dads bought like 20 pairs like for the whole family. Just Yeah, that's out. what
1: you got. <laughs> And then giving them to uh giving them to like the UPS person or the yeah. USPS like, you know, that th- those are when you get a return, it's not the end of the world. It's an opportunity to improve someone else's life. Cause nobody cares if it's been tried on once and then like walked around the house. Like it, it's a, yeah. still a nice pair of shoes you're giving away for free.
0: Exactly. So, yeah.
1: It, I mean, there's always an opportunity.
0: So let's talk about this for a second. Rise and Rise grind. And grind. What, yep. what gave you the idea to start this?
1: So this is a funny story. Um, so when I was first starting on Amazon, I kind of went monk mode. Like I, I, I didn't like, I didn't cut off my friends, but I yeah. like, was just so focused on, like, as Miles calls it, the mission. That, like, there was no room for, like, other activities, whatever.
0: When was this? Like, when did this start?
1: This was probably, like, April. Okay. April, March or April. And one of my buddies sends me this video. It's a Trevor Wallace video. He's, like, a comedian on YouTube. Yeah, And he's, like, people that say rise and grind. And he's, like, this is you. Because he's, like, you're staying up late. You're not, like, going out or doing anything. Like, this is totally you. And... So then I basically was like, I am going to like kind of give I'm gonna make a jab at him back.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it, it's all lighthearted, but I had just discovered Tweet Hunter. So I started tweeting at him every morning at six o'clock in the morning in an effort to wake him up and be like, <laughs> Are you like getting after it today? And um people on Twitter started to notice. <laughs> yeah. And like it actually became a thing. Like I still get texts every morning from these two friends. Then it's like rise and grind every morning. And it's like, you know, go to the gym, take care of yourself, just check in with each other. Yeah. It's kind of similar to the miles. Good morning, uh, like text that you'll get every so often.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so, um, we did that. And then like some people on Twitter noticed and then, um, Peter G on Twitter, um, really good kid. He was like, Hey, can I get on this tweet thread? And i never thought to do that to like <laughs> open it up. And then I was like, well, screw it. Why not? Like, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Um, and then created the T-shirts, um, and now I just send out the tweets like every mo every morning. Yeah. I got to figure out a better way to do it, to be honest, because I'm sitting there like organizing it every <laughs> week on Twitter or on Tweet Hunter. Yeah. Um, but and then it just kind of grew, and like now it's like it's a fun thing that we do every yeah. morning, and like it's a good way to check in on e- on each other because everybody's kind of on the same mission and. Um, so it's been like an unintentional, like community building practice, which is, yeah. which is cool to watch.
0: The origin um, of it is so cool. I had no idea it came from like, you talk with your friends, Trevor Wallace kit. Like yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah,
1: I, I, it is. It, it, like, and he didn't realize I was going to the gym with him. We were lifting. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize it was automated until like a couple of <laughs> weeks in. He's like, how did yeah. you do that? Like just now, cause I'm sitting there like under a barbell <laughs> squatting or something. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, dude, yeah, that, I did not tweet that every morning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's totally automated."
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So, when did you first make the link for the shirts?
1: Um, that's a good question. It must have been a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, I had been brainstorming it, and Jamie had always like messed around with Etsy, um, and so she knew how to do all of this stuff. And so I was like, "Could you just make this?" And she spun it up in like an hour. Wow. And um. Like now it's it's like kind of like there's like a little bit more momentum,
0: yeah.
1: And um, so like we're getting really good feedback on the shirts. Like you know there's like some opportunities to like you know maybe like do some other products, whatever. And so, um, she'll just spin it up really quick, and like pump them out. Like Deke wanted a black one, a black shirt. So I was like, okay,
0: made it happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it takes five minutes, and like um, people like the different color options, so it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I, I just picked up a hoodie and a mug yesterday. So oh I was yeah, so I'm I always, I always noticed. To <laughs> yeah. I
1: always noticed. I gotta like, <laughs> I gotta find a way to like be more on top of thanking people. Um, but I, let, let it be known that I always appreciate when people do it. It's always fun to like sure. to see people ordering them.
0: It's wild to see what it's grown into with how many people were posting it today. Like I saw it probably 15 times on my feed today.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. And, like everybody like had it like on like. Yeah. on the streams and stuff like everybody's already wearing it like it's it's <laughs> yeah. kind of crazy like when i saw like garrett wearing it the other day on uh like money monday mm-hmm. and i was like it's just kind of cool like yeah they're randomly pop in and they're wearing it so that's what's beautiful about like the amazon like space is that it's a bunch of entrepreneurs that are just super supportive um so yeah i think that's it, it's a lot of fun and a lot of cool that people do that
0: for sure i'll definitely have that link in the description <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're too kind you're too kind <laughs>
0: Let's talk about ASD some. That's where I first met you at my hotel. So yep. how did you get exposed to what ASD is and how did you like your first trade show?
1: Yeah. Um. So a lot of it was just like I binged all of the Buy Box Bandits yeah. episodes and they were talking about it and I was like, well, I'm going. Like it's, it's a non- <laughs> yeah. non-negotiable. I'm going to go. I'm just going to see what happens. Like I had no like goals or anything of going Um. or like when I was there, like I didn't I didn't have to open up anything, any like wholesale contracts or anything like that. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, a it was so much fun to like meet everybody that like you'd been like talking to online in person. Yeah. Um, And then like, I mean, we hadn't really ever met or interacted on Twitter prior to uh, the show, but then the networks just like, it just kind of all comes together. Yeah. And then like, oh, there's a warm introduction here, a warm introduction here. And like, it was, it was just a ton of fun to meet like you, Danny, Um, you know, met like and a couple of his friends, um, met Miles for the first time. So uh, just like meeting people in real life was like a lot of fun. Like um, there was still like business focused, but Mm -hmm. you know, the opportunity to kind of like cut it loose like a little bit and like not be like looking at, you know, seller central constantly. And that (laughs) sort of thing was really, it was a nice little break. Um, But yeah, just like understanding that like, all of these people that you see, like Miles is a good example. He's got 60,000 followers on Twitter. He's a real person. He's a normal dude. Yeah. Like it, Just seeing that, I think, would help a lot of people realize that the things you want in life are pretty attainable. Like no, Nobody in like our circle is that special. They just keep doing things for a long enough time that they become competent in the space. Yeah. So it, it's cool to just put that into perspective and to meet people. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a ton of fun. It was a great experience.
0: Yeah, it was so fun, especially compared to March as well. With March, there was not that many people there. Like really, seeing the meetups with like 200 Amazon sellers, there was no big meetups in March. Yep. And the most amount of people I had dinner with, I think was maybe eight. And I knew like maybe 10, 15 people there. This time it was like, I talked to 100, 150 people while I was yeah. there, which is pretty wild. I know. Um,
1: yeah, I bounced too early, I think. There was a couple of really big dinners after I left.
0: Which, which day did you leave? Did you go to the uh, Amazon Lit meetup and the Seller Amp one, or just the... I
1: missed I missed both, because wow. I think Amazon Lit was when I was leaving. Okay. And then the next night may have been the Seller Amp. Yeah. And so I missed both, I think but I, I was really scrapping for PTO at that point. So I, I needed to kind <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of get out of there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, United was a ton of fun as well. Like that for was sure. a great time.
0: dude. Um, like, those meetups were, I, I was surprised to see that there's that many people there. It was like 200, 250 people, which blew my mind. Like yeah, it, was it was not like, like that. Yeah. But and like you here. meet
1: people that are like, uh, they have like a, you know a proxy image for their Twitter profile and like they they follow you, but then you can put in like you know a face to the name, which is cool, like even if they're like kind of hiding their identity for like nine to five reasons or whatever the case might be so like you can just add depth to relationships that like you didn't that weren't as firm, which is which is a like really cool opportunity.
0: For sure. There's definitely a few people who came up to me where I didn't recognize them and they're like, yo, yep. I'm this person. I am like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy. That, that's a super cool opportunity. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
0: And you went to Amazon United as well, right? Yep. So how was that? How, which one did you like more, ASD or Amazon United?
1: I liked United a little bit more because it was more Amazon focused rather than like a trade show. Yeah. Um, and so there were like some tactical, um, you know, items discussed. Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoyed that piece of it. Um, You know, Corey's presentation on, you know, hiring a virtual team was really, really helpful because that was like right when our group was considering it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so that that for that reason, it was great. I think that the location um, of being on the East Coast is a huge opportunity because just my gut says there's more sellers on the East Coast.
0: Especially um, in the Northeast as well. Like yeah. that's where it's at. Like New yeah. Jersey, New York, that's where the hub of Amazon is. It's where all the distributors are retailers. It's just yep. where the business is at.
1: Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, all the ta- like there's like certain pockets of like tax advantaged states, which would incline people to then sell. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, Definitely, I I enjoyed United a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought up Corey's presentation as well because I it's believe good. everyone got value from that. There's so it was a completely packed room, tons of good info on VAs and all that. So shout yep. out to you, Corey. Yeah, go yeah, go shoot a Corey. follow to Corey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shout out Corey. One question I have for you is: Do you use any VAs, or are you looking into that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, we have um a VA for like our podcast um, mm-hmm. and that's been super helpful cause I am not a very good video editor and yeah. uh, like, it, it doesn't, you wouldn't think it's a lot of work, but it, it's it's a lot of work. So like we, yeah. um, so we, we have one for like the prep talk podcast and then um, we just hired one for like sourcing and then admin work, we're, we're starting around sourcing just to like basically get all of the information <laughs> that needs to be like
0: absorbed,
1: um, her, And then, um, yeah, so we just did it. And like, I think that's something that like a lot of new folks, um, maybe, uh, make a mistake on is like getting one too early. I mean, we, we kind of, we held out. We it's for us, I think that the admin tasks are really going to be where like the advantage comes into play, like making sure that seller boards updated, making sure that, um, our prep sheet is clean um, stuff like that is, like, there are opportunities for us to save time in a very, in a very cost-effective way.
0: I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I didn't have a VA for a year and a half, two years, and I was putting up huge numbers without one. So you don't need one to find profitable inventory for you. No. Uh, I, I, right now, I mean, I only have one VA, and he's doing pretty much all admin work. He'll look through some wholesale catalogs, like run it through Smart Scout, but um, he's pretty much just running – like getting seller board fixed uh he'll put my repricer minimums and maximums into seller snap i I put that in when i do my buys so i'll set the minimum a bit high so it doesn't like sell too low or anything but that's one good thing he does just like cleaning up the sheet communicating that to danny that's another thing that he does um just a lot of small stuff that just takes that work off of my hands and frees up a lot of time it's great to have one
1: so, you you have him like messaging with Danny's team now?
0: Yeah, I do. Oh, that's
1: that's clutch. I, yeah, that'll be something we have to do because, like, you know, Danny's got so many, like, I think, like, big clients now that, like, you know, just making sure that, like, that communication is dialed in is like an opportunity for our group because I think yeah. that, um, we have like every single one of our group is not only doing Amazon, they also have like a job or a nine to five. So, like, we could, we could better, we could be better like stewards on that side yeah. for sure.
0: <laughs> where did you hire your VA from?
1: Um, we did, um, Max, uh, did most of it. He, um, did, what is it? The online pH, yeah. I think is where he put the postings.
0: That That's where I did mine as well. Yeah. It seems like the, seems like the best. I've heard some yeah. people using Upwork as well.
1: Yeah. So like we, we wanted to just hire someone that had no experience and, um, just like start to mold them and kind of share the information that we've learned over the last, you know, six, seven months. Um, you know, I, I've seen folks like hire directly from Twitter. Um, I don't know. I think that the P like the, the VAs on Twitter are like a little too hip with it. Yeah. Like, so it's just like, I'd rather it, get someone that's totally fresh.
0: I totally agree with that. Cause they're already going to have these preconceived thoughts yeah. that like, oh, I need to do it this way when you might yeah. want to do it another way. Like, I've seen a couple pop up recently that have like 200 followers. I'm like, what? Like a yeah. bunch of Amazon people are already following them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind yeah. of crazy.
1: It is. And they some of them probably are really good. Yeah. Like, like not trying to take anything away from it. But like, um, the opportunity to watch someone go from zero to like becoming a, like a stud is, is kind of cool. So that's why we went down that, that route.
0: For sure. Another thing I want to ask you is, uh, what what made you want to start a podcast?
1: It's a good question. Um, I think it's just it's just something like, I think it's something that our group kind of like does well is like we we don't take it too seriously.
0: Yeah.
1: um, In that, like, we just try and have like make it fun and um, like we were just thinking of ways to just kind of differentiate ourselves and like share our experience because. Um, One thing I always hear, like, Garrett talk about, he's like, I wish I had documented earlier. And I was like, why don't we just do it now? Because, like, you know, the, the big folks in the space offer a ton of value, but, like, they've mastered so many things that, like, our group is still, like, learning and working through. And so we were like, this is probably an opportunity to share relatable experiences about, like, that initial year. Because that's the hardest part is that initial, like start going from zero to 10 and then 10 to 50. Definitely. And so we can like relate to those folks um, in, a, in a unique way. So that's kind of why we decided to do it. And it, it's it's yeah. fun to put together and meet new people. So
0: For sure. There's so many mistakes that can be made at that starting stage. Like I remember when I first did it, like there's no roadmap, like there's no coaching courses for anything for OA and... It took me like five hours to make a shipment. Like, it took me forever. Like on inventory yep. lab, trying to figure it out. Like, it oh. was a huge pain. But now yep. there's so much free information out there on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. That's just yep. sauce. Like, it'll help you avoid those early mistakes.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and that, and I think that's another factor that kind of went into why we decided to do it. Is Miles was pushing us to like do more. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we'll just do it. Like. The first episode was pretty brutal um, in terms of like the editing and stuff, um, and then the, the the subsequent ones went better. Like it it was just uh, it was cool. And then like um, listening to like Gary V talk, he's like, it helps you create more content and deliver yeah. more value. Like you you can chop this podcast up seven different ways and give snippets uh, to the community. So it's a it's a cool vehicle
0: for sure. The way that Gary V. Vee... Alex, from even miles can pump out content like all day, every day is so yep. impressive to me. Like since starting my like content grind these last couple months, like trying to do daily Twitter posts, weekly podcasts, all of that. I've realized like doing content side is just as hard as running a seven figure Amazon store. <laughs> like it takes 100%. up just as much time.
1: A hundred percent. Like I, I don't think, and I didn't, I didn't have this awareness. Like when you look at like, miles is a great example that'll be relatable to the audience, but like the amount of stuff that he creates takes a lot of time. Like yeah. he puts yeah. a lot of time and effort into it. And and then one other thing that I love to do is if you look at where he started versus now, the thumbnails are super clean now. Yeah. Like he just yeah. he just started and then he got good at it. Like it, it's it's a testament to just starting something and running with it. For and sure. It's, it's, it's cool to watch that development.
0: And it's it's going to be awesome to see it in five, 10 years from now as well. Like seeing how everyone levels up, all the content gets better. It's, it's, I'm really excited to see where everyone goes. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I sometimes, because like the folks that we follow are, are all creating, I think to myself sometimes like everyone is. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> it's kind of like, and I not everybody is, but it's <laughs> like, it feels like everybody is. For sure. But,
0: Final question for you. So what is the day in the life of Pete look like?
1: Yeah. So usually wake up around like seven, seven thirty. Um will wake up, kinda mess around on Twitter for like fifteen minutes, like catch up on what i like missed across the night, then um start the nine to five around like eight forty-five to nine. Um and just kind of make sure that everything's good there. Um, we'll have a bunch of like meetings for the nine to five. Um, then honestly, if we really want to get in the weeds, like hit the sauna around noon, got to have yeah. the house the at home sauna. <laughs> um, and then grab something to eat, um, check in on like the, uh, Amazon business, like kind of like over lunch, typically. Um, all throughout this process, texting with the, the group chats, like just making sure like everybody's doing all right, <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. Um, maybe fielding a call from not really mad. Um, if he's having a freak out, <laughs> um, let's see. Are you hitting the cold plunge yeah. every day? Um, not recently. I, I oh, us- wow. usually, usually it usually was, but I, I need to clean that sucker and no. I've been super lazy about it. um, I will make that a note, like to clean it out. But um, <laughs> I usually do do that, but I have not been recently. Um, I gotta get back on that. Um, typically, try and like go for a long walk with the fam, so taking the dogs on a walk, and then from like five to like typically like midnight or one, like Zoom yeah. with the guys live streaming with, if it, if that opportunity is available. Um, now helping with. Um, some of the training for our VA um, and just kind of like kind of looking towards the future and what our group wants to do um, is kind of like the role that that I feel like I'm playing and like just kind of strategizing and just thinking about all the different opportunities that are available
0: yeah that's that's an awesome schedule man you're dialed in
1: yeah no it's we call it trench work or whatever but (laughs) it's so much fun
0: yeah
1: and um yeah, I wouldn't trade it. I'm I'm very fortunate to have found like a group of like young killers that are just like ready to get going every morning.
0: hundred percent. Well, yep. thank you, Pete, for coming on, man. A really great episode. Uh, yep. let, let them know where you can follow you at.
1: Yeah. So I'm at Pete's Flips on uh, Twitter, Instagram. I have a YouTube channel as well. Um, and so those the, those are the main spots. Um, but yeah, man, I really appreciate you having me and it it was a fun conversation. I really appreciate it.
0: For sure. Thank you for coming on.